0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Champion Gary Clark, you know what you got to tune in to, right? You know where podcast is off the chain. This is President Jason Wright, you're listening to Burgundy Network podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And we are here against our will to talk about a team that just flat out disappoints us every single week. Brian, we thought it would get better. I I said before this game started against the Broncos, this was a must win regardless, just because the schedule doesn't get any easier. Do you still feel the same after that game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you had to win that one, you know, especially going into the bye. Like you said, it it gets... It gets tough again. And, uh, you know, it feel good to get a win against a team that you should absolutely beat. Uh, obviously, they didn't do that. And now we're going to the bye with tons of questions and not a whole lot of answers. Uh, and just kind of feels like we're riding that same cycle all over again.
1: Absolutely. And we're joined by my guy, Darnell from Twitter. Darnell, appreciate you coming on. I know you wanted to vent and get some things off your chest a little bit, just like all of us. What's your mindset right now after that disappointing loss in Denver, man? <laughs>
0: I mean, again, we're at a standstill. We're we're 2-6 and here, obviously. I don't know what would have been a difference if we were 3-5, and but I think there's some changes that need to be made. Um, Whether that's at the quarterback position, whether that is on some pieces on the defensive side, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, And looking forward is we're trying to figure out what are we watching for. That's the main thing. What are we watching for? Are we just watching to enjoy the game, or are we watching to win games? And I think that you know, if you're sitting here thinking that like, we're going to go nine straight and go 11 and six, then you're out your mind. No. <laughs> so we're at a standstill <laughs> right now. <laughs> right, right. So like Absolutely. I said, man, we're at a standstill and we're going to figure this thing out. And we're going to talk uh, here on the Burgundy Network podcast. I'm super excited.
1: Absolutely. There's a ton to talk about. You know, I've been calling for quarterback change. That's something I've been betting on. Um, and I said before this game, I said a two interception Taylor Heineke game is coming. And some guy said I put you $20 said on it. And I did. And it paid out now. My other bets didn't hit. So <laughs> I that had one was Jr. accurate.
0: That yeah. one was very accurate, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: regardless of what it was. But I said I feel so good about it. My gut said two interception game. So no. speaking of bets, I got to talk about Bet Online, who represents the podcast, our sponsor through Believe. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place all of your sports bets. So, regardless if it's watching, if you stop watching the games, I know I got a ton of Wizards fans and Caps fans out there still. The playoffs are going on for baseball still. The Braves might wrap it up tonight. If you watch this tomorrow, then maybe congrats to the Braves. Brian, <laughs> but hope. still let's hope. All the action is on Bet online. So head over to the new updated website on your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's B L E A V 5 0 to receive your first bonus. And like I said, guys, UFC fights going on. Don't miss out on any of the action. Bet online is the fastest way to place your sports bets. Bet online where the game starts and where the game ends is in Washington. Uh, more Always. than likely, the Bucks are coming after this bye week. So I, for me, like this bye week is like a filter of like just kind of unwinding as a fan. Is like as you know, much as it sucks to say that. But we have to talk about this Broncos game because I feel like it told us a lot. And it kind of left a lot of questions. And like you said, Darnell, as a fan, like, what are you watching for the rest of the season? So really in this game, I saw an offense that has been on the decline for weeks, even back to against the Chiefs and that sorry defense. Historically, one of the worst defenses in NFL history for the Chiefs, which is just rare. They're collapsing. I would hate to be a Kansas City fan right now, but they got more hope than us. But still, this offense has just been reeling back the last three games, only 10 points, 10 points and 13 points. You have to be able to put up more than that. This isn't, you know, 1980 anymore where you're scoring against, you know, low points in these tough defensive games. You have to be able to keep up with that. So, Darnell, what do you think is the big contributor in
0: this offense lacking? Is it, you know,
1: injuries? Is it the quarterback? Is it Scott Turner? What do you really put in the blame one right now?
0: I mean, playing back to the All-22, I realized that I can't say Scott Turner is calling bad games. I think some of the calls and the timing when he makes those calls is the issue. Mm -hmm. Also, we have, obviously, Taylor Haneke, and he's not seeing the field well, right? And it's obviously, it's all a part of his goal. I think this was game eight or nine of his starting, that he's starting his career. I think that, obviously, there's a lot that he's missing on the field. There's... um low throws there's throws that are behind like that dax Milm through the scene he could have had a touchdown like throw it behind him you know what i mean so i think honestly we can't just blame the offense as well but also i think there are key things as well that's affecting that injuries you know we've also we've now chased really out for the year so that's going to affect us in a negative way i mean everybody talks about brandon sheriff but I think with Chase Roulier, he's the middle guy. He's the most important guy. He's calling the checks, making the calls to of the offensive line. When you don't have that and you have to put Ty- Tyler Larson in, then that's a, that's a major issue. Um, so I think that, you know, I think injuries cope with um, seeing the field from Taylor um, and also just relying on um, just Terry to make all the plays. is tough. Yeah. Um, it's easy to bracket him. Obviously, you put – you know, your corner there, you have your safety over the top, shielding over to him. It's a double every game. Um, And sometimes it surprises me when he gets 100 yards, it shows how good he is. Shout out to Terry. But it just shows that we have a lot of growth to do and we're not there. But also, it also is a bigger question is, where do we go from here from a quarterback standpoint? Do we draft? Um, Do we sign a veteran in the off season. And it's crazy. We're talking about the off season in the middle of the season, That's sad. but that's where we're at right (laughs) now. We're we're at a point where we're looking at Ole Miss quarterback. And we're at a point where we're looking at quarterbacks from Liberty, Malik. And so, you know, we're just at a point where now it's, we need answers and we need to know now what's going on, but also we need to understand Mm -hmm. that when you're on the field and you're getting paid to make these plays, you need to make them when they're there. So, um, I won't let Scott turn off the hook, but I mean, he's, he's a, he's an okay coordinator, very different, has different ways, different um, styles of play calling. So I can't get mad at that. It's very creative, more creative than Jake Gruden's offense. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I think that like, I think it was, was it? I don't know if that was a third or fourth. I think it was a second or was in the, um, in the goal line. I think we ran two slants and then Terry ran it out and, um, I think he caught the ball or somebody hit him or he didn't catch the ball. It's just the timing and when you make these calls, we're in we're in the goal line. Run the ball. Yeah. I don't know if you pay attention, it? but Jared Patterson was gaining two to three yards per play. So I just think that it's, you know, we got a lot of work to do, but it's it's kind of confusing when it's like the plays are there to be made and we're just not making them.
1: Yeah, someone said to me on Twitter today, like, they, they blame solely Scott Turner. And I said the three most important people in Scott Turner's offense is Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, and whoever's playing quarterback, regardless yeah, who that yeah, is. Sure. And would you agree, Brian? Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg. You know, did all these injuries occur and that has affected the play calling? Was Is the play calling bad to where it doesn't matter who's out there? I feel like there's so, there's so much going on. It's hard to, like you said, blame it on any one guy. Taylor Heineke hasn't been making the throws, but like you said, Logan Thomas has been out a huge red zone threat and where have they struggled in the red zone? I mean, they haven't had Curtis Samuel basically all year outside of kind of Atlanta and a bit of new Orleans Uh, you know, all these things have contributed and it's not to let anybody off the hook. uh, Like you're saying Darnell, it's not to let Scott Turner off the hook. It's not to let Taylor Heineke off the hook. It's not to let any of these guys off the hook, but it's just, there's, they have not been fully there And uh, that's not, that's not an excuse. I mean, we saw the Cowboys do what they did with their backup quarterback. So there's absolutely
1: keep up with the Bengals the way they did with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, you can't, you can't make excuses. You got to figure it out at the end of the day. And this team is just not doing it. Like you said, the offensive futility is just absolutely mind boggling to cross the 30 that many times or whatever the stat is now over these last few games and to not come away with, more than 10 points is absurd. And so uh, there's, there's so many things going wrong. It's hard to, uh, you know, we could all sit here and I think every Washington football team could sit here and pick one thing. And I think everybody would be right. This team is just doing everything wrong. They're getting everything wrong. They're getting all these bad breaks. Uh, It's just, it's frustrating, man. And um, it, it feels like we're, we're talking about the same thing every week, week in and week out. It's, it's, if it's not one thing, it's the next thing. And, here we are with a really bad football team going into a bye, and like you said, half a season left, and it feels like it's already over. I mean, absolutely,
1: I'm always in draft mode, like you know that, Brian. Like oh, yeah, nonstop absolutely. draft yeah. content, like even more now. Yeah. So like, I spend my free time. I'm like Kenny Pickett. Like I'm going to the the Duke uh, Pit game this weekend, which is like three hours away, just because I'm like mm. I want to see. Pitt I want to see him, pick him live. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see that boy <laughs> to sling that rock against a terrible team. <laughs> I want to somebody-
0: see him take the glove <laughs> off and see how he throws without the glove.
1: Kenny two gloves, man. <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> That's one it's of those like weirdest. The things way Kenny seen.
0: Pickett is making throws, it's like, whoa! I think we may exactly. need to draft him. But at the same time, you know, the college is much different. You can't run. You can't run away from Chase Young when he's chasing you down like that. So L- still? that's true. Let me throw this out there. Speaking of
2: quarterback, if you had to bet right now on November, what is it? Second, third, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is it a veteran or is it a rookie that is starting next year? Or
0: let's not say starting, but is your main guy next?
1: Is year. the is the plan? Yeah. Um,
0: I would say. If we're talking, if we're talking the plan, well, I think the plan is, and it's kind of typical and it's sad to say, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. Right now, we're sta- we stopped in the um, we're posted in, at the number five pick, right? And let's say things continue to dwell this way, we'll be standing in, we'll be somewhere in the top five. I think what they'll do is probably bring Ryan Fitzpatrick back, and then also draft the quarterback and have him sit for a year because of the injury. It kind of gives Ryan Fitzpatrick a leeway because we kind of don't know what a, what would have developed into that. And then piggyback on today, the news that we got earlier, there was also a, almost a trade for Mitch Trubisky. So I kind of would have been crazy. But at the same time, I think the plan is going to be do it again. You don't have to draft the quarterback, um, a quarterback that you really believe in. And at this point, hearing from JP Finley, um, the beat writers for um, the Washington football team sounds like they're not in love with any of the quarterbacks in this draft, but at this point, you can't wait another year. Um, you, you hope Spencer Rattler may come out. That may be somebody with a strong arm that has an attitude problem. There's not really a, a team guy, from what I've heard, sure, he
1: might <laughs> fall like the third round, <laughs> right? From what I've heard
0: through different channels, um, Caleb Williams is a guy I know personally, um, that plays for them now from the, the DC D&D area. But
1: oh, yeah,
0: yeah, so. I think honestly the plan is going to be you're going to have to draft the quarterback, whether you like him or not, you're going to have to develop them. I got, I got wrote a whole list of type of players we haven't developed yet. And we don't know where they yeah. are, but you have to develop them. You have to grab, draft the quarterback, develop him, and then go with a veteran because right now you have to understand. Um, Deron Payne's coming up on the last year of his contract. You got Montez sweat. You can extend, you can also extend his contract coming up here. You got chase young going into year three. Um, people, you know, whether we're thinking about it or not, um, they're getting older. Um, Yeah, they're 22, but they're going to be looking for some money. And I don't think you can oh, pay yeah. everybody. You can't so, pay the whole line. Some is going to be gone. The next exactly. So your time is dwindling. And let's say you lose Tim Settle in the offseason, then you end up losing De'Ron Payne because you can't pay him. Then we have a hold of the defense tackle spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
1: Something you can fill. Like, for yeah, for sure. But, you
0: can definitely <laughs> fill. You can definitely fill. But at the same time, we got we to gotta take advantage of this right now. So you got to draft a quarterback or either bring – and bring Ryan Fitzpatrick back or go um, get Ryan. Let's go Matt Ryan. Um, get someone in that nature.
1: Yeah, I agree. I put out a tweet at 12 o'clock today just because I was thinking about it, and you brought up a good point, like developing guys. I said, like, are we just missing on draft picks? Or are we just not developing picks? And they got 145 votes and. 52% of people said not developing picks. Because I'm thinking, like, we expected a big jump for Chase Young this year. We expected Jamin Davis to come and have an impact right away. Like, I'm thinking about some guys, you know, the the natural guys, like Jonathan Allen, he's going to do his thing. Terry McLaurin, like, I feel like they were guys that are ready for the league. And, you know, Jonathan Allen being an Alabama guy. These Alabama guys come in the league ready to play because of Nick Saban. I feel like that's a lot of that. But I feel like also, like, Washington has missed on picks. It happens. Like, you have your Haskins. You have your guys. But if we do draft our quarterback, like, we absolutely can't pull a Chicago in, you know, what Nagy does and just not build around him and put Uh the strengths around him. So I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm nervous. Like, if our plan is to get a guy like Marcus Mariota or something boring like that, like, Uh there's no excitement out of me next season at all. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. We're riding with Marcus Mariota to be an average, you know barely above 500 team if that so absolutely yeah that's that's, what makes me think you you got to
2: try to go all in on a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russ Wilson I don't think I don't know that he'll come here I don't know if it'll happen but you're absolutely right all the all those those stop gaps do not excite me and we've uh, done that too long (laughs) yeah it's been like that for 25 30 years before I was
1: born yeah (laughs) I completely agree um so obviously quarterback is a a big glaring need right now. I'm glad we all agree with that. I think just about everyone does. There's a few Heineken High people still out there, which I'm not sure what exactly they're doing. They just put too much money into the merch. But okay. another problem that is somehow getting worse is this kicking game with Blewett getting two kicks blocked in the same game. Like, having one blocked is absurd. Having two is and just like, a, this is this is worse. Like, and now three of it. them total. Yeah, three total kicks in two games blocked. <sighs> like, that's that's not normal. And that kind of screams out, like, maybe this, guy, this is why this guy hasn't made an NFL kick in, like, three years now. Do you think Ron is at all regretting sending Hopkins to the Chargers? I, I, no? I, don't,
2: I don't know that he regrets cutting Hopkins, but you got to think that he probably wishes he had a better option. Uh, I mean, I think Hopkins was not good and was not getting the job done. I think that that can be true while still saying that Chris Blewett is is not a good
1: kicker. I mean, I well, think Well, Sly just are- became available from uh, the 49ers. He was like yeah. a long-time guy, so you never know. Yeah. But says exactly. they're not looking for kickers. Well, for yeah, I don't reason. I don't get that. I don't know why you wouldn't be
2: looking at kickers. If my guy got two blocked in one game and then three total, I'd I'd have him out the door already. <laughs> um, you know, I I it, it it just I think they they fumbled it. You know, whether they didn't do their job to find a good replacement and they just wanted to cut Hopkins to make everybody happy i don't know if that's the case but hopkins wasn't good i mean there you know he was not consistent
1: it was wayne but he, he was missing is what was so big
2: right and yeah you can say the 84 percent but that we can all run back through different kicks in our heads that he blew probably should have blown, blown the the giants game i mean Absolutely. all all this yeah. stuff that the since that, we've been over all that but uh, you know to bring in chris blew and this guy is getting them blocked left and right that looks awful and so yeah you got to you got to sometimes cut your losses and say, Hey, we made a mistake. And I I don't understand why they're not looking at a kicker right now. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but not, not a whole lot. This team does make sense. So uh, here we are with a, with a bad kicker. And and unfortunately, uh, you know, kicker is at the like what six or seven spot of things that are, are going wrong to where, Chris Blewett could probably have another three blocked, and it probably won't matter. Like, well, we'll, well, we'll wait. We'll <laughs> wait. I mean, yeah. do you agree with me? I mean, the kicker yeah. is is the least of your pro- like one of the least of your problems when you can't do anything else. Right, it doesn't matter what your kicker does. So, yeah. uh, Ron's going to kind of get away with this because they're not going to be in games, and I don't think the kicker's going to affect much of these games that they're getting their doors beat off.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I will say the defense, Darnell, in this game gave Washington plenty of opportunities. I'll say this was easily Landon Collins' best game. Yeah, you know, playing more of that linebacker role. I don't know if it's finally just, like, sunk into him to where he's, like, like, all right, this is kind of my role until I'm gone next year. But eight tackles, five solo, one uh, sack, two uh, for a loss. Like I said, just phenomenal game. Like, he was all over the place. When he's near the line of scrimmage, he makes plays happen. And same with Jonathan Allen, balling out. Has his sixth sack the season. As a D tackle, that is yeah, so hard crazy. to
0: do. It's crazy, very hard to do.
1: Like if you think in like today's NFL, if you're putting pressure up the middle, like seventy five percent of quarterbacks are well willing enough to go to the outside, and that's where usually where this, the the sack credits goes is these mm-hmm. edge rushers. So for Jonathan Allen to be able to get off these blocks and just sink a pocket by himself like that is just flat out disgusting. He's to me, he's hands down our best player. Him and then Terry one and two yeah. easily.
0: Absolutely, but, I I think yeah. that um. Him causing that havoc in the in the middle of the defensive line is, is a great thing, right? But I also the question to me is what's going on with DeRon Payne? Is he not making those necessary adjustments? I feel like some of the defensive line stunts that they do kind of worked for John Allen a lot with the twist with the twists and things of that nature. He's able to bounce off that guard and get to the quarterback. But um, you know, we need affection from both. I think John has just showed that, hey man, you can't just um I'm not just going to bull rush you every time. I have actual moves. I can actually make um, guards get off of me and and derail off of a block. And I think that's important um, and that's critical because it's going to help um, Chase Young and it's going to help Montez Sweat. Again, if you're lined up on that side, instead of trying to just block him with the guard or just block him with a center, now you have to double. Now that gets Sweat on the outside allow him to have one-on-one. Now if he's on Chase' side, now Chase is get allowed to get one-on-one. Now they have to win their matchups, but I think that is that can help us in a, in a positive way. So I think um, having John just come out like that with six sacks, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's also the question is, I'm looking at Deron Payne. What can he do better? Um, I feel like he's more of a run-stopper, but I think he does have some pass rush ability. But he just has to display that more often. And if we can get both of those rolling and then eventually chase and sweat will get on a roll here, I think we'll make some major noise. But again, I'm I'm so super happy to see John being so effective early on in the season.
1: Yeah. And it, you can really see that connection. Like I said, going back to Alabama with John and Jonathan Allen, how well they play next to each other. They both are phenomenal in the run game. Like how easy they get off blocks and like and they like they plan it. Like they'll be in a block. And as soon as they know they have to move they can break hands, get off the blocks and just fill Absolutely. gaps. Like I love watching their tapes. When I was doing the Scouting Academy, that Dron Payne was one of the guys they had us watching on the DN. I mean for a D tackle because of how well they really stopped the run. So, I love watching them play, but I will say, you know, Chase Young getting that strip sack, he didn't really have much impact in the game until that, but it is a big impact. And like you said, having that pressure up in the middle gets the outside going. But even still with the strip sack, we can't, we get the ball in such good yeah. position we still can't win the game. The brutal. So how I frustrating think, is that?
0: I think it's a. I think uh, piggybacking to Chase Young, I think he's a victim of his own success. I think the crazy part is, is that he had so much success last year. To be in the NFL is so hard to do it again. That's what make you from good to great. I think he's on his way to being great, but I think so many people have been so hard on him so far is because a you've made so many plays. a lot of the play he made. And Denver, yeah, it was late, but it still was critical. Let's say we give Aaron Rodgers back the ball with two timeouts or one timeout, I believe he can be able to get that move 27 yards within the next two to three plays. And then we win the ball game. So I think um, it's, it's kind of tough to see that we have opportunities and we're not capitalizing on them. But again, that piggybacks, you got to understand we're, we have an injured offensive line, right? And so most of the pressure that Chase really was holding down, you know, um, that Sam Cosme was holding down. Yes, Sadiq Charles was just letting letting the guys (laughs) by. But I think looking back on the film, I don't think that he had a bad game. I think he had bad moments, absolutely. But again, first start, so it's going to be a little rough for him. I'm thinking Ron is probably going to lead way to him to be in the right tackle next year, move Sam over to left. But (laughs) I think that You know, it's tough to see because, again, we're at games where we just want to win as fans. I mean, we just want to win as coaches. I'm a coach as well. So I think it's um, tough to see the opportunity we have and we're just not capitalized.
2: I think I think I've used this analogy before. It's kind of like a baseball game when you have a, a starting pitcher go eight, you know, two hit innings. And then in the ninth inning, your closer gives up, you know, a walk off. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. The defense has done its job. I mean, they made Aaron Rodgers look human. Um, You know, they frustrated Patrick Mahomes, especially in that first half. Uh, You know, the Broncos, you know, really weren't doing much themselves on offense. But then the offense comes in and can't do anything. I mean, it's like your pitcher uh, keep going back to, to baseball. It's like your pitcher shutting everybody down, but then you can't get any offense going. You can't get a timely hit. Uh, you know the the offense can't can't get out of its own way to go make something happen to take advantage of these big plays but the defense has started to provide you that they've kind of you know you kind of look and you're like okay, this is that defense that we saw last year against some good quarterbacks i mean we saw them play well against a couple of these decent quarterbacks and and now all of a sudden the the offense we're well, not all of a sudden it, we we've seen it start to happen slowly but nice yeah well, yeah the sure offense right. has just got gotten worse and worse and it's it's awful that they can't put the full game together. But you're absolutely yeah. right. You, you you give Aaron Rodgers, you give Tom Brady that ball back. You're like, oh my god, we just do it. This. We just let them yeah. have it. We don't have that, and it just you know it goes back to the quarterback position and how wrong they've gotten it so many times to where I feel like we're gonna have this same conversation multiple times before this year is over because they don't have a quarterback that that scares a the defense. They don't have a, a dynamic offense. That that is gonna scare defenses, and it's just the truth. And it's, um, I think that's what we're gonna see the rest of the way. I think we're gonna see this defense probably frustrate Tom Brady a little bit, but it's not gonna matter because they can't keep up and they can't score enough to make it worthwhile. And that's yeah. so frustrating
1: to say that there's not like. You can't really get excited. Yeah. We can ball out, but it's, it's going to be for nothing. <laughs> that's, right. that's exactly right. what it's going to be. But and, and I'll say, like, obviously the defense has been bad all season long. I mean, Bobby McCain dropping the easiest interception oh, of brutal. his life. That, like, you can't do that. Like, good teams don't do that. That's like Are we allowed play to write about play. that,
2: Bobby? Are we allowed yeah. to write about that? <laughs> I just, just want to make sure.
1: You know dang on well someone's right about that. But, like, you don't see these really good teams make bad plays like that. And, like, when you do, it's, like, shown over and over and over. I'm talking, like, the uh, Stefan Diggs catching Minnesota. Like, you, these big plays, you see it over and over again. Like, it just doesn't happen. But bad teams find really bad ways to lose the game, whether it's getting the ball back late because of a great strip sack and you still can't score getting the ball in your opponent's territory or you're dropping easy interceptions like that. Like, it's just... We are flat wow. out a bad team, and, and that's that's what's like frustrating me. I want to see some kind of plan, some kind of progress. Not a, well, I think we did pretty good compared to the last few weeks. Like, no, you you actually didn't do good at all. I thought we lost. Right.
2: And here's the other thing: you put all of it together. What if Chris Blewett made you know both of those field goals? Then all you need is a field goal with that 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 fumble. I mean, there's just so many ways well, we don't go team... for it
1: on the first drive on fourth down. Like, yeah, there, there's the so many. The nineteen.
2: There's so many ways that this team shoots itself in the foot. Like it's trying to find a new place to shoot it. And eventually they're going to shoot their feet off. There's not going to be anything left. I don't know <laughs> right. what they're going to do.
1: Right. right now we got, we got, we got nubs down there. Ain't no oh foot my left. Gosh. It's, it's bad. Um, But so that's what I was really wanting to talk about is like, you know, Darnell, you mentioned like, what, like, what are we watching as fans? Like, what, what are your expectations for the season? Like, what are you really looking for? Cause like, for me, it's, What's the plan moving forward? Because we're not making the playoffs. Like, I was talking about it at work today. It's not happening. Someone on on Twitter was like, well, we can still make the wild card. There's going to be two NFC West teams, more than likely. Maybe two NFC South teams. Like, you just never know. Like, if there's there's a second team from the NFC East coming, it's not us.
0: I think surprisingly, right, like, the NFC hasn't been as good as we thought. Seahawks has problems. The Rams aren't making every – trade possible to get more talent and they already have a a dozen of talent. So yeah, I think as fans, and I'm not one of those fans again, I'm trying to start my own podcast world so I'm not one of those fans that's delusional that's like, oh man, we win these next games we're going to win nine straight. I'm not begging my money on that. I'm not putting no money, not even a dollar on that, Josh. Not even a dollar. Not even a dollar, B. But what I would say is that I just need to see some entertainment. I need to see some excitement. I need to see Taylor roll out the pocket, make a throw like he did that beautiful throw to DeAndre Carter in the corner end zone. Gorgeous! He has plays like that. Let me see your potential. Again, we know that you're probably going to be a backup in this league. But again, a year ago you wasn't even in the league. So I think for as fans, we just want to see some type of improvement. Like we know where we are right now. We're two and six. We're lower than the Giants. We're lower than the Eagles. So and they're terrible teams right now. So Giants have I nobody playing. Have nobody. And yeah. so for some reason, Daniel Jones just cooks us every single time, right? But right. I'm just looking for some improvement. I'm looking for some plays to be made. Like, I think I, at the first game when you had – well, the stadium was still empty, but you still had a lot of fans there, more Washington We're fans, hyped. We're hyped. right, that was excited about the season. Once Ryan went down, I believe for me – even, I mean, even though he's he has ups and downs when he plays the game, he's, but he's a veteran, he's been in the game so long, I think my excitement for the playoffs kind of went down. But I wanted to trigger and see what the defense would do. And I just don't – what are we doing in the defensive backfield? I love camp curl. But Bobby McCain, you're dropping wide open interceptions. What are, we, what are we doing there? Why don't we make a change? Get him out. Maybe put DeSager Everett in. All right? So maybe – you know, go with Dirk Forrest. Now he's back. He's a rookie. You know, he's Reeves, somebody, yeah. rough. Somewhat Reeves. I love Reeves. And so um, it's more so we paying all this money to William Jackson. And it seems like every time he's in mad coverage or he, and when he's in zone, it's like they're just picking him apart. So I think as fans, we're just looking for him. So excitement. We want to see some plays being made. Shoot, we want to see some positivity. If Dan Snyder could go, we'll be happy to. Hey. You know, we, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be happy to be.
1: That FedEx feeling. We'll be happy.
0: Exactly. There will be a freaking party down the street on Morgan Boulevard, the train station, because Dan Snyder is gone. You know what I mean? So I think that we're just looking for some improvement, man. And Ron is now saying he goes from, you know, from saying, I, um, yeah, you know, we want the fans to be back. We got to put a better uh, showcase on the field so that our fans can come back. Now he's saying, well, the fan base is up to them if they want to be there for us. So you already have a shaky fan base going on right now. That's not even a good – that's not We're a good quote edge. to say. We're on edge. You know, every game we got problems. I've never known that we'd be so concerned about who we hire as a um, a doctor or a medical uh, trainer Ever we having problems. We worry about trainers. We're worried about mental health specialists which is important. Mental health is important. But we're worried about everything else as a fan base, but on the field. So that just goes to show that out on the field has to be better. So I just think that we're looking for some improvements. Obviously, we're looking for more points to be scored. And also as a as a personal fan, I'm looking for Terry McLaurin to get over a thousand yards and go to the Pro Bowl for the first time.
1: That would be awesome. That's just like one little nugget that helps it suck. One little nugget, one Uh, nugget, man, one chicken
2: nugget for chick. Just to piggyback off of that, I think it absolutely is evaluation time and who's going to be part of this team moving forward. If we, you know, Ron has flip flopped a lot with some of the stuff he says are are rebuilding. Are we going for it? Whatever. If they really are rebuilding, you know, if they're they're, they're trying to create a team that'll, that'll have some sustained success. You got to fill those in with with some guys like DeAndre Carter, who's had a, a pretty good year and has made some plays. So I'm going to start looking for that. You know, does Jamin Davis does he kind of come on? Does he improve as the year goes on? Can Deami Brown get back on the field? Can some of these young guys contribute? Because you know, let's let's face it, the fan in me obviously wants them to reel off nine games. The fan in me has those five divisional games the in the back one. of my head. You know, I want those sneak in. I want, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I know that that's not the case. They just don't have it. And so it's really evaluation and moving, moving forward. It's like, uh, what are you going to give to me? What are you going to bring to the table? And um, you know, I want to see some young guys playing. I'm with you. I want to see Derek force. I want to see a couple of other guys to see what they can bring to the table because let's face it, you're in evaluation mode. And um, that's, that those are going to be the bright spots. You're going to, we're going to, you know, get beat by the Buccaneers, but who flashed, who made a play against Tom Brady, who, uh, you know, shut down Gronk for a second or who, who checked Mike Dave or Mike Evans. So yeah, I want to see a couple of bright spots throughout these games. It sounds like such a loser mentality, but I mean, that's where this team is at. I need some bright spots in, in individual right. cases.
0: But well, also, let's piggyback in the I don't mean to cut you off, Josh, no, you. to the question you asked eight hours ago. Are we missing on draft picks or are we just not developing picks? Like, if yeah, you're I think saying – it is both, too. I, and it's both. But if you're saying, Hey, I I don't want to lose draft capital, now we're two and six. You have no reason not to put them on the field like Brian stated. I need to see what we have. It's no point of just sitting them down on the bench now, we have starters in there that's not getting the job done. Shoot, Benjamin St. Juice is on a rookie contract. He's probably our best de- defensive back right now. So he's balling. Yeah. Well, and, and, he, and,
2: go and on top of that, Cosme, you know, has played pretty well. I mean, I, James, right, exactly. James, so yeah, I mean, I think that there are some positive draft picks that have panned out, but it is it is frustrating. You know, I, I think it is a, a case of both things that right. you know like, you, you hit on a couple, but you you right. swing and swing hard and you miss well, on
0: a bunch too. But I have a, I have a, listen, I have a whole list since the 2021 and the 20, the 2020 and the 2021 draft class. And these are the guys from a negative standpoint, or just hasn't proven yet, that I'm still in question about. Since you're, since heat Ron stated draft capital, Sadiq Charles, his first game at right tackle. Now we have AGG. We, I don't even think he's. I don't know if he's played maybe one or two professional games and started outside of the preseason,
1: for preseason, right?
0: So we got Khaliq Hudson, got scored in the flats um, on, against Denver, right? We got Keith Ishmael. He's supposed to be a center guard. We don't know. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? So we got James Smith-Williams, had an incredible game. A sack, had a couple run stops. I think he, he really did great um, on Sunday. You got Jamin Davis. He has spurts. But it's like, is he playing more consistent? Is he learning? We're kind of still trying to figure that out. Diami Brown is injured. We obviously, Derek Force just got back. Cameron Cheeseman. I don't think we should have released Nick Sumberg. Obviously, that's a, now I've never known more of a kicker process than I know now. I, like, I I think Ron has said kicker process the whole word. Oh, geez. Yeah. 500 times since Nick Sumberg has been cut, right? And since we've got Cameron Cheeseman. Then we got William Bradley King. Have you seen him yet? Nope. We got Shaka Tony. Have you even seen him yet? Big you know time I'm athlete. Right. Yeah. And so that's from the 2020 to 2021. And right now oh, we're right. only banking on, let's say, Chase Young, Antonio Gibson, Cam Curl. We got Cam Sam Conor. Cosby, Benjamin St. Juice, John Bates, and I'm just, and Dax Malm is showing some spurs. That's just out of the Ron's, Ron's draft class. Oh, yeah. So it's more negatives than positives, or it's more I don't knows than positives. So right now, if they're healthy, as Brian stated, get them on the field. We need to see that because the more you waste and you're giving these guys speeches that, hey, man, we're still in it. I know these guys are getting paid when that check come on, when they get that check Saturday before they get that playing, that gold ticket you're seeing on photos on the page. I'm sure they when they bank those uh, checks, they're more so like, yeah, I'm ready to get paid rather than we're going to the playoffs at this point. You know, so it's more so like Brian stated, you know, you got to have faith in the coaching staff. you got to have faith in their process. But it's more it's more negatives than positives, more cons than pros, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And for me, like that was the big question. Like, are they going to let go of AGG like going into the season? Like, well, they haven't played them. So like they really don't know what they have, like stuff like that. And I agree, like your linebacker core sucked, you know, before Boston got hurt. Like, where's Khalid Hudson? We see him on special teams, make some plays, but like just throw him out, like see what you have. And I get it. You don't want to like cost, you know, big plays in the season. But as bad as the linebacker core was and has been for years, like. You, you would think we've at least seen some sample of Khalid yeah. Hudson in the last two years, but we haven't seen anything like that. So I think you're right on that, too. I,
2: I think so many times during the game, and I think this is a negative, that I see a guy flash across the screen, like a 96 or an 18 or 15, and I'm like, oh, Dax Milne, Andy, AGG, James Smith-Williams. And too many times I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Oh, and it's yeah. like, it, yeah, it, it feels like there's a lot of that. There's a, there's a lot of, like, guys that you think could contribute – or haven't been put in the right situation. And it's just this like mad circle that just keeps going around and around. Kind of like what I said at the beginning, like, you know, are we developing them? Are they not good enough? Are they not being put in the right situation? It just feels like there's so much of that, um, that, you know, maybe that's what the second half is. Maybe they realize, you know, they they change some things and try to get guys in the right positions. But, um, you know, so far it's just been like, it feels like a lot of, Odd shaped pieces in, in the wrong shape holes. Yeah.
1: And you're trying to win games, but you're also trying to see like what you have. Like I feel like it's really hard like position as a coach. Like I'm sure, like I don't coach, but you know, Darn, I'm sure you could attest to this. Like you're at a position, like you want to win games, and like that's obviously the main goal, like you said, but you're really like seeing what you have in each player, like every game, too. You're like, hey, when we were down three touchdowns, so and so like was balling out every play. Like remember against the Bills, um, who was it? Um, Baldy was like talking about the effort on the D line. Like nobody was getting there. Like after the play, like yeah, someone just... caught the ball. And the D line just kind of quit on the play. Like I feel like like right it's now true. you need to see like who was just given all that effort to be a part of this team. So this is the remaining schedule left. We have the Bucks, Panthers, Seahawks with Russ. He's going to be back by the way. Uh, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, and then Giants in the season. Of course, with all that mm-hmm. NFC East gauntlet there. But then you have all these injuries that we've talked about. You know, Chase Roulier being out for the season. Bostic's been out for the season. Is Curtis Samuel going to be back? We don't know. Is Fitzpatrick going to be back? Who knows? The MRI next week, I think it's going to be like another two or three weeks. Like that, he's a little older. That's it's that crazy. Body, yeah. to be,
0: and to pick, piggyback on that, um, we played a, you know, my team is George C. Marshall High School in Falls Church, Virginia. We played a team. I can't remember the name of the team. Um, that Ryan Fitzpatrick's son plays on the team. And he's the backup quarterback on JV, I believe. Um, and I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick in the stands and crutches. And this was only two weeks ago. So I knew exactly that he he was not playing no time soon. And I don't think that he's going to be playing anytime soon. No. I think they're prolonging it. I think that they're, they just want to have an excuse to, to let people know, hey, he may come back. Hey, he's getting, you know, he's getting the MRI coming up here. I've seen him two weeks ago. And let me tell you, bro, he's it's still in crutches. I seen the beard all the way across from where I was on the sideline, bro. The way he was limping and the way he's on crutches from now. Which, what was that? Two weeks ago? What week? What the week is nine? Which week, was seven, week seven? So, yeah. Week seven or six? Right? Like he was still in crutches from week one, right? When he walked off the field, gave us a deuce. That's why to they the canceled camera, the so. first
1: MRI too. Like they're yeah. like he was in. Cr- they even said like like what you said. He was in crutches. He wasn't ready. There's no point of getting an MRI if you know exactly what it's going to say he's not ready. So they're I'd waiting be, until next week.
2: I don't know about you guys. I'd be shocked if he played this season. Uh, yeah. At a certain at point, mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, pack it in. I just, I don't, I don't see him playing, especially at his age. Um, I, I don't think it can help him. You know right. what I mean? Like he comes back and, and he, he, I don't think it's going to be good when he
0: comes back. I don't know. I just don't think there's any point no, in I mean, again, at the school, I think it's called there, it is Langley. That's in McLean, Virginia. Um, I think – I don't think he's coming back. Like, I saw him with my own eyes. And the way it looked with that being like almost the middle of the year, if he comes back, he may come back, what, week 14, week 15? At that point, season is over. Yeah. So you might unless well Ron
1: it. just gets desperate and that NFC East runs like guys, I got to make The fan
0: base hates me. Right, but Brian again, I'm gonna feed it to the
1: hyenas, bro. Like just <laughs> go out right. and run a couple NFC East games for so it. it... So ahead, the Brian. thing
2: that the thing that is is holding me back there is that the Cowboys are too good. It's not oh, like yeah. last year. You're not gonna even if you get hot at the end. You're probably still gonna finish at least two games behind the Cowboys. That's just that's why it makes me think that. That, that a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick is already thinking about what's next. You know, do I come back to Washington next year fully healthy? Am I looking somewhere else next year? Uh, it's, that's why I just I don't see any any point in him playing or even, you know, if I were him, let's say, I I, I don't know why you would try to rush back to this team.
1: Yeah. No, and I agree with Darnell, like, bring, bring in Fitzpatrick next year, and then I could see the rookie quarterback. If he doesn't start right away, I think you could yeah. fade him in, like, week three, week four, what the 49ers should have done. I think they should have pulled the trigger on Lance a while back, but you've seen that, and that's what they did with Tua. They said, "Look, we've got to get him out here. This is the guy we drafted. Like, we have to do this." I'm not a big fan of the sitting a guy for a year just to sit there, just say, "Oh, he's not ready," kind of thing. Like, get him, get him reps, get him, get him out there. Like, you can wait a couple games, but I would love Fitzpatrick to come back as that you know backup role, and I think he would absolutely do that. He's done it with Tua. I don't think he ever was like, "Oh, like you know, hate Tua, I hate this team, I want to get out," kind of thing. Like. He was like, "Oh, you want me to get in the game? All right, cool. Watch this. Like, pull my face mask, and I'm gonna launch it down the field. Like, he's just he's that. Like, he's been in the league too long to be that kind of guy. And we, yeah. we talked to Jason Campbell. He said the same thing. Like, a guy mm-hmm. like Fitzpatrick, he's gonna do whatever you ask him to do. Like, he's just that kind of team guy and a leader. So, does he come back? I don't know. But like for me, all these injuries that we do have, like Logan Thomas is banged up, he might come back two or three. Yeah, they stated today the
0: he'll be he'll be practicing after the bye. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We need them we'll back. Him yeah. so I, I hope
1: <laughs> Dami Brown, Cosme, Terry McLaurin's hamstrings acted up a ton. Like, there's just Gibson, so many questions. Who yeah, has Gibson. not been
2: right all year? Eight I, I carries. Think. No, yeah. he's
1: not 100 percent He's like 75% right now.
0: He's like exactly. 60%. Yeah. If anything. So, 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 uh, so for
1: me, like, do you go all in, Brian, and say, like, hey, we still need to win games, but like, I know these injuries are adding up. Because like the Giants, I don't think they're quitting. Like, they have all these injuries. They could use every excuse in the world. Cause they have no guys on offense starting, so like they're not giving up though. Like, so do you think like we should do the same? Like, do you think we're still just like, hey, just full sink? I,
2: I mean, I think you, I mean, I think you have to fight and you have to compete. And and you know, as much as we don't think it's going to happen, those division games could uh could could contri- contribute down the line. It, the, the this team, I don't think is going to quit, I don't think Ron's going to let them, um, you know, but. At the same time, you got to be realistic. And so I think that it's going to be a a kind of a mixture of evaluation, but also going for it. I mean, they should still be able to compete with Carolina. Sam Darnold's not very good. I don't know that he's healthy. Um, You know, Seattle still has issues even when Russ is out there. I know he'll be back. Uh, You know, these games that they could still possibly compete, I don't think they're going to win, but you got to at least compete. So I think there's there's a healthy balance there. Um, I I think it'll be obvious if these guys phone it in and I think that's when you start to lose people and you start to uh, really get in a bad spot. So I don't think Ron's going to let that happen. Um, But I I think at the same time him and some of these players have to think about the future too. So I think there's going to be a healthy balance of all right let's let's think about 22 while still trying to field a competitive roster out there these last nine 10 weeks.
0: Exactly. So and I have a question for you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. And it's just picking back on, on you know where we are as an organization. Do you believe? I mean, obviously, Josh, you watch a lot of film, um, and Brian, I'm pretty sure you, you you're knowledgeable of the quarterbacks coming out here in this draft. Do you believe there's a quarterback that you believe in that can lead a franchise at some point that's coming out in this upcoming draft? Yes. Is there someone that you love? Is there someone that you feel as though can make a difference if they? Uh, do get drafted here by this organization because again it looks like we're going to be drafting in the top five is there a top five quarterback prospect here from my research I haven't found him but maybe you find it Josh
1: I, I think Matt Crowell's absolutely that guy especially if you watch him against Auburn when he I got he came back yeah. like the dude was not gonna yeah, he, he did not want to lose that game he did and that was his like worst game stats wise. Like that dude is just on fire, but he does have Lane Kiffin, who's one of the best offensive minds in college football. Like he knows how to make his quarterback successful. He saw a really bad Matt Crowd last year, but you know this year he's played lights out. Same with Kenny Pickett, he took that huge leap out of yeah, nowhere, kind of like a Zach yeah. Wilson esque like leap. So terrible, I, yeah. I think there's definitely an answer in the draft. I like this draft class more than others. You've got guys like Phil Jakovic from Boston College. He got hurt early. He's out for the season. You Guys in like the second, third round that I'm really high on that a lot of people don't know about. Grayson McCall out of coastal, Sean's up. Um, there's just there's a lot. But like for me, it's once again, like you have Terry McLaurin, you have these weapons. Antonio Gibson, like I think he's still running back one. Like he has a fumble problem, but he's still learning the position. Like, so I've, you know, mm-hmm. not gonna be like too critical on the guy. So for me, it's like you have this offense. You really have to evaluate to see what kind of fit. I think Scott Turner knows exactly the kind of quarterback he wants. I don't think Fitzpatrick was it at all. I think we obviously wanted Matt Stafford uh, back in January 31st. That didn't work out. And then to me, that's where I feel like we just fumbled the bag. Like our next plan was Fitzpatrick. Like it should have been the draft. So um, I don't know. Just for me moving forward, I think it is all about the right fit. Don't get a Haskins because he's a big name and that's where you feel like you should get him. Like he did not fit at all.
0: I was
2: going to say, I was going to say the same thing that, you know, maybe there's not like a, you know, a a well, super well-known big time school quarterback available with this class, which is kind of what I'm looking at. But at the same time, it's fit. It's like Josh is saying that there are so many other things that can go into that, um, that you put the right pieces around them. uh, You could have something special. I think some of these quarterbacks can, can make some plays and that's where, you know, I was going to say the same thing. I think Scott Turner, with a guy that's athletic that can make some throws that that not everybody can make. I think he can make one of these quarterbacks special, especially when he gets his full complement of weapons, when he has a, a healthy Curtis Samuel out there, when he has, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin and, and two solid running backs out there. Um, so yeah, I think one of those guys could be exciting. I, I'm going to leave it up to the coaching staff to figure out who that is, but I definitely think that there is something that they could work with and that could be a, a long-term solution just based on, you you know, what I've seen out there in the college ball.
0: So, Josh, to piggyback on something you stated earlier, if we would have got Mitch for like a six, what type of – okay, so we got Mitch Trubisky with a six-round pick. Obviously, we're not looking at him as a franchise quarterback. We're probably looking at him as a spot holder.
1: He's just insurance. Like, you spend a fifth on Kyle Allen. I think he's better than Kyle Allen. So, like, you know, a sixth or like a fifth. But are you –
0: do you have
2: him through – is it just through this year? I mean, what's the point of bringing Mitchell – what's the point of just bringing Mitchell Trubisky in for the second half of the season? That that was my th- – like, I know that didn't happen. And, you know, we're taught talk- it's a moot point. But it's like, why have Mitchell Trubisky here? I think to- you
1: sign him – like, he's not going to cost much. Like, if you bring him back, like, next year. I think he would just be good insurance. Like, I'm over the Heineke.
2: No, I I'll hear even you. say
1: Kyle Allen, but, like, as a backup. Like, if you were to bring him in, you still draft your guy in the draft and you have Mitch as a backup. Kind of like what he's doing right now with Josh Allen like if the you know your your draft guy gets hurt or he's not ready and you just kind of need to do what we're doing right now, like sadly, but you at least have a plan in place. I think Mitch would just kind of fill that void, but I think you'd have to bring him back. You like you don't send a pick just for half a year though. Yeah, like, I was gonna say if you, spend you got a hell of cap, like we got plenty of money. Yeah, you have
2: to make <laughs> you have to make sure you sign. Him. That's why I think I'm wondering yeah. if you know if they really liked him. If you believe that report, whatever it is, you got to think that they were like, okay, we pay a sixth for half a year where he's not really going to contribute or we wait to the off season. We still like him and can go sign him and still have that six round pick. That's why I'm like, exactly. yeah, maybe they bring yeah. him in the off season. Yeah. But well, I, don't I don't think, think he's going to be like, Hey, I'll
1: go be a backup in Washington. That's the place I want to go. <laughs> and that's,
0: and that's the thing earlier, obviously they're looking to be aggressive and that was from Chris Trapasso, I believe uh, one of the NFL beat riders that pretty much said this morning that the deal was done for us to get Mitch. So I know that Ron wants to be aggressive. Marty and um, Martin wants to be aggressive. But at the same time, we're being aggressive. Are we moving forward? Right? We need to find someone that, if you're going to be a spy holder, can win his ball games. Because this defense right now, they're not getting the job done. And with Taylor Heineke, it's pretty much, if you're going to get another Taylor Heineke, I think we're good with the one we have right now. Yeah. So I think. It costs
1: us um, like 20 bucks in a coupon.
0: Exactly. So (laughs) we only got two million for two years. That was a cheap bargain. But I think that at this point, if we're going to be aggressive, please now make the smart move. You're going into year three on a five year deal. If you get a quarterback next year in a draft, you bring a placeholder in. Then at that point, you have two more years to make sure this quarterback, this rookie quarterback will be effective if he sits out next year. And now that's all on you, Ron. Once your five-year contract is up, then there's nothing you can do. So the next move has to be his best move. I love Ron. I love what he fight through. I love his mindset. I love the change he's made in our culture, even though we got things to get fixed. But where do we go from here? One thing,
2: though, is you say you're just going to sit in potentially with a placeholder like Fitzpatrick. I think that that clock starts ticking a little bit louder and a little bit faster, especially oh, yeah. with Shenan the guy knows it right now. Uh, uh, yeah. Especially with a guy like Mac Jones, who was right there around your, yeah. your, your pick, uh, you know, up. and I know Josh loves him and, and all that. Like he was right there and he's been playing pretty well, had a big win on the road against, I think a pretty good chargers team. Oh, yeah. You know, if he continues to, to produce and do well, and we see Justin Fields keeping his team competitive, you know, whatever they're doing in Chicago, But, you know, and then Trevor Lawrence, I think, is still a freak athlete. He's just in a terrible spot in Jacksonville. I think your rookie quarterback has got to contribute, and you're absolutely right. Kyle Shanahan's like how do I get Trey Lance up to speed? Because this the the noise is getting pretty loud when I'm not his, playing my guy, and we see other gu- yeah when we see other guys that are already producing. So I get what you're saying that you know maybe you don't feel like a guy is ready right away, but I think that that's going to speed up, and I think that it's going to yeah. be real loud if we come next year and you know whoever it is. You know, veteran quarterback, whoever it is, has played, and they're only about 500. They're going to be saying, "Well, why isn't that why isn't that rookie quarterback ready?" And you're just going to be back to questioning Ron all over again. But pick, that's my opinion, though. No, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I believe everybody's opinion is amazing. I just think, how do you sell it to the players? Now we're fans, right? So you know, we're here. We're observing from a distance. We're not in the locker room. So, how does that affect the players in the locker room? Am I feeling confident going to the season with a rookie quarterback? Or do I feel confident with Ryan Fitzpatrick starting or a veteran starting for a year to where we can get some wins and possibly get ourselves in the playoffs? So, there's an absolute balance there. I, if I'm John Allen and I'm, if I'm DeRon Payne, if I'm older guys, if I'm, uh, if we bring back Brandon Scherf or, you know, things of that nature, what am I really looking forward to the season? How do I believe? You say one moment you want to make changes at and Haskins last year that you want to win games. Now you're saying that you're going to bring a rookie quarterback in here, which I believe is a great move, which you should do, and we're going to start him right off the gate. It's the NFL now. It's going to be tough. We're going to be losing a lot of games if we do that, regardless if he's Russell Wilson, regardless if he's, um, let's go, freaking uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he sits a year. So it's more so – we need someone in that position to make play to make plays and help us win ball games. Because if we're coming in and we're working hard in the summer, and then it's training camp where it's hot and smoking and we're sweating and we're looking towards the season, we're not going to be motivated. And the words that you're saying is starting to derail us and to started going the other direction.
1: Yeah, but like for me, and we kind of saw how you know Chase Young pointing at Taylor Heineke's jersey League when he makes big plays. I think this team would absolutely get behind a young baller <laughs> like a Matt Crowell who just absolutely. makes big, exciting plays, gets the team fired up. Makes Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, you know, you name it. Not Desmond <laughs> Ritter, um, but like there's there's guys out here. I think that's exactly what Ron needs to do: is get a, a young baller in here who's going to make big plays, to get this team excited again, get the fans excited, like bring us to FedEx. Like you want me in FedEx next year. Give me hope with the franchise quarterback that I know a lot about. That I'm like, yeah, Matt Corral. That boy, he's gonna be clean. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be nice in the league. Like gonna be I'm
0: looking nice. that boy. Good. Uh,
1: but like I said, the bye week is coming up. Washington practices tomorrow. Oh wait, no, Ron, <laughs> Ron, canceled Ron, that. Ron canceled that one. Somebody came in the, the office and said, yeah, no, said Ron, something <laughs> the day
0: before. He doesn't care about. What they think. Then the next morning he said, Oh yeah, we canceled it. He then said, I look uh, on Instagram, Deron Payne and all of them are at freaking top golf having a great time and you're too. They and knew six. I'm like, like, we not at that we You're human. You gotta have fun, yeah. man. Have a blast. But man, dang, two and six, we at top golf. I need to be in the film room somewhere.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm sure uh <laughs> players are already in like Florida, everywhere else right now. Yeah, they knew yeah, they were to sure. practice. They're home now. But guys, I appreciate y'all coming on. Darnell, let everybody know where they can follow you on Twitter.
0: Yeah, man. So you can follow me on Twitter at BigDap underscore on Instagram at BigDap. That's my nickname. Um, also, you know, coaching here at George C. Marshall High School in Falls Church, Virginia. So stop by our game. We got a game this Friday at Herndon in Virginia. Um, again, um, I'm trying to get in this podcast world, man, trying to start my own podcast. So the Big Dap podcast will be coming soon. I would love to be back on this platform. I actually listen to the Burgundy Network podcast myself. If you're not listening, you better tune in. This stuff is great, man.
1: Appreciate it. Brian, any big plans for the bye week? Are you just kind of doing what the players are uh, doing?
0: Yeah, I,
2: I feel like we all need a breather from just this team, alive. right, to go, to go watch Red Zone and not worry about what this team is doing wrong or how they're finding a new way to lose. So, yeah, I'm going to take a breather and probably step back from the Washington football <laughs> team and just kind of breathe some fresh air.
1: Watching yeah. college football, man. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm a call timeout on Washington.
0: I'm, a, I'm moving this weekend. <laughs> me, me, me. I'm retiring, me I'm retiring yeah. for the weekend. Yeah,
1: Alabama and LSU. I'm looking forward to that. But guys, like I said, appreciate y'all tuning in. Might drop something for y'all. I don't know. I might, you know, like I said, I'm moving this weekend. I'm gonna be busy, but I might, you know, look at some drop quarterback it, Josh, tapes man. Drop just... it, man.
0: We need it, We need the gyms, man. We
1: need hope. We need.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> what we need. Robbie, we need hope, man. So I'm gonna
1: do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take one for the team, but guys appreciate it. Like I said, sign up on Bet Online, get in all the action, even if it's not Washington. The Wizards are killing it right now. I'll be at that game Friday, too. Wizards, well, I'll be repping my grizzlies. Five and though. two,
0: baby. Five and two.
1: Sorry to the Wizards fans out there. I gotta be repping my grizzlies. See my guy John Morant oh my in person. Gosh. I'm excited. Yo, Grizzlies Mr. Josh. Love John. Look, I'm a South oh Carolina boy. Goodness. He's a South Carolina boy. I've always Shout out South Carolina, man. Shout exactly. out Exactly. Appreciate it. But guys, guys, we will see y'all next week. Peace. 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 So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A L L B I R D S.com. Code SUPER24.
2: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?